All right. All right. Let's go on a Tuesday. Tuesday, Phil. It's a plank show right here on the home of Sooner fans. Uh, TJ, are you still uh, at the controls or is Josh already in? What's up, man? Good morning. Oh, God, Josh. No, 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 no. I just, I was curious to get either one of your take. It's not like uh, person specific, but it was something that T-Row said, and I guess he's a bigger man than I am on this front. Um, But as we come to you live from Newcastle Casino today, I'm really excited to be here. I, uh, I've i never done a show here before. I've never been out here. In fact, uh, whenever, thankfully, TJ went ahead and had Connor come out and set us up because they've, they've, it's so incredibly expansive, right? It's, it's such a, a massive place with uh, slot machines, all the gaming options you could possibly want. It's like there's uh, three main buildings, and when you pull in, it's like I, I was shook. I was like, oh, no, which building? And so I started to go to the right, and then Connor says, no, 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 take the left. And it was, I, it's awesome. So I'm pumped to be out here. If you're looking for a place for all of your gaming needs, including the OTB, which gets going at 11 a.m. with the American Racing Channel, not like I'm following it or anything, but that's where we are today. So I was thinking about this, Josh, and, and maybe you can help me be either a better person or more American, right? I, I did. This is gonna. This is gonna give my age. It's gonna be shocking. I did radio when people would get mad at you for talking about the NBA. I would regularly, back in the days on the Big Show, fourteen thirty, even before it was fourteen thirty, the Buzz, Josh, would take calls from people, see people in the media. Now, when we tried to bring up the NBA, it was, oh, yeah, yeah, try just one-on-one. Nobody cares about the NBA. Quit talking about the NBA. Stupid. You're wasting your time. Then all of a sudden, the Thunder come here, and everyone's an expert, right? Now, I've grown past that because the Thunder have been here long enough to where you have, like, this whole you're, – you're in this group, right, this generation that from the time that you were, gosh, 14 years old, you had the Thunder. Right, and there's people that cover the Thunder that that, that had the NBA their whole life. So I've I've grown to move and adjust past that, but that was always a problem with me. Here's my question on soccer: Today, you're going to have a lot of people that make fun of soccer and tell you soccer is stupid and why do you talk about soccer? It's ridiculous. You're wasting all this time talking about soccer. It's a dumb sport. All the all your kids are doing are out there picking daisies. Nobody cares. What, you want some orange slices at halftime? Give me a – you got any other soccer jokes that are popping off the top of your head? Oh, if all your, you're teaching your kids to flop around, right? All, all those different things, right? But yet for one day, they're – they're experts, and they know everything about it. So to me, I'm kind of like, this guy's going to sit here and tell me what this team should do, or that guy is going to spend five minutes on ESPN filibustering about what needs to happen for U.S. to be better at soccer. The The inevitable tweet or perspective is coming from someone that says, well, imagine if Russell Westbrook or LeBron James are our best athletes focused on soccer. You know what's coming. So for me, I'm like can't stand toby's like no 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 no. embrace it embrace it's america for one day i don't know why i can't embrace that josh i like soccer right i'm not ever i've kind of adopted this philosophy over the last 15 years where you know what if you like it 
I'm not going to watch it, but I'm not going to make fun of you. If soccer's your thing, who am I to sit here and go, how dare you? I mean, it's your thing. If WNBA is your thing, who am I to tell you it's not? If baseball is your thing, who am I to tell you that that time has passed its by and nobody cares about it anymore, right? So do I need to become this bigger person today and just kind of embrace it all and not make fun of those who for one day act like they know everything about the sport? Is this a me problem? Absolutely. Yeah, just okay. just enjoy it. I don't know that it's quote-unquote a you problem, but enjoy the United States okay. trying to move up out of the, right. the group stage here into the knockout stage and uh, put the ancillary stuff aside, right? All the, right. Ah, they got to get more looks into the box. They, they got right. to get more right. looks into the box. They, guys, they haven't gotten enough corners. They haven't <laughs> set pieces. They're not working the these People that don't pieces. know anything. <laughs> I think it might be just working the mute button a lot today is, is what might happen. So really cool day. We're at 1 o'clock this afternoon. The United States looks to move on to the knockout round, which they did successfully the last time they went to the World Cup, which leads to one of my favorite, like, funny things that people will say. And, and for some reason, Josh, Fox is enamored with saying this on their broadcast, the U.S. looking to advance to the knockout stage for the first time in eight years, which, just FYI, was 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 the like the last time they went to the World Cup. So I mean, you, the World Cup is every four years. So you you can make it sound a little bit more, better if you want. I almost said more better. You can make it sound better if you want. Where you're like, ah, they're trying to advance for the second straight trip to the World Cup, but no, 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 for the first time in eight years. I'm just my head explodes. How was your uh, Monday night, Josh? It was a sensational Monday night. The Christmas tree is up. Wait, what? That's right. The Christmas tree is up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got uh, wrangled into that project uh, last night. Good for you. Um, Ours is not. It's very disappointing right now. We still have to to hit the Christmas tree farm, and we still got to go get it. There's, you know, there's a time for this. I have a story for everybody um, that has kind of taken over my life since I arrived back home at 5.15, a.m. on Sunday morning, traveling back from, from Lubbock. But I'm, I hope Drake and Tom Shores got a great night's sleep. Hope they did. But I was woke up at 8.30 in the morning, Josh, after basically closing my eyes, and something has happened that has just shook the Plank family over the last now 48 hours. It's been um, been not good. It's been not good. But we'll get to that later. We are 72 hours removed, essentially, from the end of the Oklahoma Sooner football season. Three, three days, if you will. And I don't know if anyone feels any better or worse, may, maybe worse, but it, it seems as if the constant conversation has centered around what? Who are we losing to the transfer portal and who are we getting? So I had a friend last night text me and asked if I if he set the over-under. Uh, make sure I get this right. If he set the over-under of people in the transfer portal from Oklahoma at 13, 
what would you take, the over or the under? I said the over. What would you take? Over, under, 13 departures in the transfer portal? Correct. I said that was a pretty good number, first of all. So is that – that's just departures, right? That's not departures and arrivals? Right. Over, under, 13 departures in the transfer portal. This is not graduation. This is not moving on to the NFL. I'm going to say under. Ooh. I'm going to say under, but uh, I could see it being very, very close to that number. Obviously, there's uh, one that we already know about. but What we I'd, think. Right, that, that we think we know about. Yeah, I guess that's a fair way to put it. I, I don't think it's just going to be this mass exodus, though. We'll see. We'll see in the next but uh, here's, week. Here's the thing, and here's why I bring it up. Because if it becomes Oklahoma has 15 guys in the transfer portal, what does everybody do? What does everybody do? Oh, my gosh. What a massive number of players. What is going on in Oklahoma that they have 15 guys? In the- this is crazy. What's up? In o- Sorry. I apologize. All right, let me give you 15 names, and let me tell you how much you – and let me ask you how much you would freak out if they were in the transfer portal. Okay. You ready? Uh, Joshua Eaton. Micah Bowens, um, LV Bunkley Shelton, DJ Graham. Heck, we'll go ahead and throw Theo in there for the just for the hill of it. Um, I almost said General Booty. Bryson Washington, Brian Darby. You kind of get my point. Ralph Ruckler, Maurice Wren. You know, I, I just I guess my point more than anything else, Josh is you could easily go up and down this roster and Oklahoma could lose, you know, 13 to 15 dudes to the transfer portal and it might be one or two guys that were really impact players for them, if even that. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant to get too carried away. Same thing last year, right? I mean, obviously, Caleb Williams, we've seen what he's become. He's a Heisman Trophy candidate. But Jane Hazelwood didn't really light the world on fire at Arkansas, would have probably would have behooved him to stay here. I don't know. Mario Williams has been good at USC. I don't know if he's been their number one guy. But I just I, I think there has to be context there, right, whenever we're talking about a number being in that area? No doubt. For Oklahoma this year, you would say really the, the two quarterbacks and those wide receivers right there that you mentioned – who else beyond that was a legitimate, serious, serious transfer portal departure right. for Odell? Right. Yeah. So, and again, what one of those is going to win the Heisman Trophy. So that's massive. That's yeah, pretty, massive. That's pretty significant, right? But I guess my point more than anything else, and and we see this at every school. I'm not just this isn't an Oklahoma thing, right? You see those bloated numbers in the transfer portal, but how many of those do you look at and say? Ah, oh, man, that sucks. I really wish, I really wish he would have stayed around. I really wish he would have stayed here. He could have really been something special here. You know, and 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 again, it's funny to me. This is always interesting to me, and I'm sure we'll see it on the Air Comfort Solutions text line today at four zero five six five one three four three nine. Nobody seems to look at when a guy transfers what they've done in the two seasons, three seasons, or one season at a school. 
when a guy transfers from another school, what do they always say? Well, he was a four-star recruit. There's a five-star guy. When Theo Wees is in the portal, if he ends up getting in the portal, it's, I'm well, five-star recruit, and that's fine. But then also, I don't understand why we never take into consideration what they've done during their time in college. Because in that instance, what is kind of the mindset? Well, he just didn't get the development he needed, or he was behind this guy, or or, or, or got sideways with that coach, or, you know, whatever. There's always some sort of excuse. And I want to make this very clear. It's going to be the same way for guys coming in, right? You know, this um, the Notre Dame transfer, who I don't think we've talked too, too much about here on this program. In fact, uh, you all have been texting a lot about Jacob Lacey. But, you know, here's, an also, here, here's another guy that the very first note on him isn't you know, the numbers that he had, it's that uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky guy, four-star recruit, number 15 defensive tackle. He chose Notre Dame over Cincinnati, Kentucky, and Clemson. But what stands out to me is a guy that had, you know, 35 tackles, six and a half for loss, two and a half sacks, which wouldn't necessarily be massive numbers, but in the same vein, you know, looks like it would help quite a bit for Todd Bowles and, or Todd Bates, excuse me, Brent Venables in the interior of that OU defensive line. So we're going to do it, right, whenever it comes to it. When it, when you're looking at the resume of a guy coming in, it's always about where they were out of high school. So I'm going to be fascinated to follow two things. Number one, who are the targets coming in for Oklahoma? Who are the guys from that portal? I don't think it's going to be a big number. I just – I don't – I could be proven wrong. You can old takes expose me and, you know, three weeks from now. But I just don't think you're going to see numbers like you did last year. I think you're going to see larger numbers heading out for Oklahoma from the portal. But, I just again, I don't know how many of those guys are going to be truly impact guys. Let me ask you this. We'll put a wrap on this just for the start of the show. Who are some dudes that you would say maybe three, four, five guys that you're worried about, Josh, that if they did go into the portal, then your your eyes are raised and you're a little bit concerned. It's not a – and this isn't any offense, by the way. It's not like Bryson Washington going into the transfer portal. It's not like Joshua Eaton going into the transfer portal. It's dudes that you've seen and you want to continue to see in the crimson and cream. I've got a list of about three or four that maybe I'm concerned about. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. But I definitely want to see him stick around. You want to table that till after the break? Sure, yeah. Tease that there, and let's come back and let's discuss. All right. All right. We're talking a little bit about the transfer portal off the top. Tuesdays are usually that time where after an OU football cert day, we start diving all into what else we learned in college football over the weekend. So we'll get in to TCU and Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. We'll talk about whether or not we're buying – TCU as a national championship contender. What has TCU been able to do that has uh, uh, eluded the likes of the Oklahomas this season? And I guess more than anything else, are the playoffs set? Is there anything that can happen in this last weekend that you feel like can change the teams that are going to be the top four in the rankings tonight? Dan Wetzel feels like it should be set. We'll hear from him coming up a little bit later on in the program. But we're just getting after it. A new Castle Casino. What a sight on a Tuesday morning. It's the Plank Show right here on the ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. It's not, it's not going to be a good day, Josh, for my asthma. Just saying. 
But uh, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with uh, Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Hey, uh, the show's always rolling on Twitter. I'm at Plank Show. Josh is at Josh on Ref. And everybody should be following us at KREF uh, Sports on Twitter. That's KREF Sports. Also, a uh, great job on social media by our affiliates, Buzz Tulsa, at Buzz Tulsa, and, of course, at 947 The Ref. All right, we're in a conversation in freakout season about the transfer portal. In fact, I saw Dodger Blaine shoot in a tweet that said, is the Stutzman rumor, is the Stutzman leaving rumor false? I said, I don't know what's true or false right now. And I, I also would say that we probably just did that an injustice because with how crazy aggregation and social media can be, Josh, someone might have just been driving somewhere and we said that and they either took a phone call or B got to their destination and had to get out and all they heard was Dodger Blaine's tweet. I mean, then all of a sudden they go to a, hey, I heard this on the ref. Is there something about Stutzman leaving? You know, it's just, I don't, I don't know anything when it comes to the way these guys are thinking, to be honest with you. I just don't. I don't care to know either. Let them make their decision. I, I'll go Mike Gundy on you. Yeah, I'll talk to their family and whatever. <laughs> Everyone was losing their mind about Gundy saying, I don't talk to these guys about their decisions, but, you know, he does. And I, I just I feel like we overanalyze every little thing that is tweeted. Or said, and that's fine. That's what that's what we're here for, Josh Helmer. I'm not dogging it. I'm just saying that there are eight thousand websites that cover the Sooners now, and there's a how many sports radio stations do we have in Oklahoma now? Like a hundred, and you have one of those that's just committed itself and us to 365 Sooner coverage. If something happens, we're going to be there. Um, but I can't. It's got to be exhausting to overreact or react to everything out there. Welcome to our world, 9, 8, and noon, right here on The Ref. But it just, it's true. So what we did during the break is we put together a, a gut punch list. Now, there's two different lists here. We're big. We're not quite in list to season yet. But for the sake of trying to understand what this off season is going to look like, there's, to me, a core group of guys that if they decide to go, if their name enters the portal, that's a gut punch. That's somebody where you're like, oh, S, right? And that list would be names like Canick, Bowman, yeah. Javante Barnes. Danny Stutzman, R. Mason Thomas. Jaleel Farouk. Farouk. And, and there had been – I'm not even kidding, guys. I just mentioned Farouk – or Josh just mentioned Farouk, who I think has the potential to be the number one guy next year. I had someone bring that up. I was like, you hearing anything on Farouk? I'm like, yeah, I'm hearing he's going to be the number one receiver next year. I mean, that's just and, – And none of these <laughs> are by th- – those are just shockers, right? Because – you're talking right. about That's guys that are big-time contributors. It's super unlikely. Why would you leave? Core guys. You're a massive part of what's going on here. But So so there's that list, and that's a very unlikely Core guys. list. Right. And, and and you might, like Andrew Rame, though, as we mentioned, he's got the, the possibility to turn pro. I think 
I think Andrew's dad listens to the show, so if you know anything, let us know. I'm kidding. Um, so when we when we put together this list of, of like eyebrow raisers, I just want to make it very clear. You know, we don't put we don't put guys like Dylan Gabriel or Danny Stutzman or Jalil Farouk on this list because to us that's another level of concern. Is that am I over explaining this or? Do you think we're kind of hitting it where we need to to kind of get into our eyebrow razor list? Yeah, I, I hope it makes sense. I mean, the, these are okay. not likely oh, no. transfer portal entrants, and if they happened, it, it would be a serious, serious bad news for Oklahoma. But again, very, very unlikely. Okay, so how I'm describing this is when people talk about transfer portal exits – and nine out of ten times, the transfer portal exits aren't necessarily dudes that either A, contributed, or B, that would be considered losses. That's a terrible thing to say, I know. But I would probably say there is about, of the whatever the number is of people that are in the transfer portal, like maybe 10% of them. We're massive difference makers, maybe. Most of them just want to put their fancy graphic on Twitter and try to go somewhere where they want to play. So that's just, I'll put that I put together four guys that, to me, if I saw them in the portal, um, it would suck. And, and there's about, there's probably five or six more, but I would imagine, much like Burley Boomer just tweeted, our text did he write, I think Jaden Gibson would be an eyebrow raiser in the portal. Hope he stays. Yes. Agreed. Him and Nick Anderson. So I kind of put that wide receiver du- wide receiver duo and what. And, and, again, we should be clear here. We should be clear. All these disclaimers to make sure anyone that even happens to peruse the station or catch the station for a short amount of time. We're not saying that either A, they're going into the portal, or B, that they're not. Josh, the just point is that if these dudes went into the portal – It'd be a little bit, it would suck, right? And some might say, well, they haven't done anything yet. You're right. You're right. But that potential is there, especially with Jaden Gibson, where I think he can be pretty special. And I think he had a good year of learning. So that would suck, too. Now, all of these receivers would be considered up in the air just because of the unknown about their position, Coach. But would you agree with me on Jaden or Nick? Absolutely. This is... Already trending to a roster that, similar to sort of how we felt coming into this year, before we get transfer portal additions, it feels like it's going to be a wide receiver core that's a little bit depleted. So if either one of those two jump, then that would be very problematic. There you go. Um, You want to throw a couple of yours in there, or do you want my other three? Yeah, I I mean, basically anybody that's young – that you know you think could be talented i I, jalen redmond was on this list for me that would be a surprise but i do think is who'd you just say you just you just dropped so this is not a younger no what 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 player did you say because you just dropped for a second on me did you mention a name or no jalen redmond i i think okay uh, okay 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 thank you would be a surprise but isn't totally out of the realm of possibility. I wouldn't put him in that group with the Dylan Gabriels or whoever of the world. I think that would be that could be problematic for OU if in fact he's thinking about returning. 
Beyond that, I mean, you're looking at your Savion Birds, right? Your Grayson Haltons. I think either Sed Roberts or Alton Tarberg. Th- those types of players for me. Okay. Savion Bird was on my list. So that's a good one. But again, a guy that hasn't done anything yet, but the hope is that they would be. Now, Kendall, I want to make this clear. There's two different categories here. Dylan Gabriel would be a gut punch. Dylan Gabriel is in that core guy, core group for me. If he leaves, regardless of how you feel, not you, but the Royal you feel as fans, that's in that group of Bowman, Stutzman. These are the foundational pieces. Farouk. Okay. Farouk, right. Uh, who, uh, the, the, the list of guys who played a lot that we look at as the future, those are core pieces. Those are core pieces. All right. Uh, here's a couple of other guys that I had on my list. Gavin Sawchuk, yeah. again, not a guy that's done too much, but based on the way that DeMarco Murray is recruiting in the port, are, are recruiting and the guys that he's brought in, you know, I, he, he spoke glowingly of, of Sawchuk. That would be an eyebrow raiser to me. Kelvin Gilliam would be an eyebrow raiser to me. Um, he he was hurt a lot last year, and obviously from, a, uh, from kind of a, a size perspective, 63293 doesn't necessarily fit what you would think would be a defensive tackle but I, I think they really really like him they really like him and I think that he's getting he's adding more weight to his frame so to me Kelvin Gilliam would be one of them and I had one more and this one's a little bit out of right field but Isaiah Coe I think um, I think the defensive line was truly one of the bigger disappointments for OU this year. And they had great flashes down the stretch, right? You know, Reggie Grimes is still playing too high, as is Ethan Downs at times. Um, but you saw development from, you know, you, you saw development from some of those dudes as the season progressed. You saw, I thought, Jordan Kelly get better. Um, but Kelvin Gilliam and Isaiah Coe to me, and Isaiah Coe showed great improvement, those those are dudes, in my opinion, Josh, that would be big big time eyebrow raisers as it comes to all right, what's what's up? What what, what are we gonna do? Right? Not core guys. Right? Isaiah Coe, you can you can win without Isaiah Coe, you can win without Kelvin Gilliam, you can win without Savion Bird, Gavin Sawchuk, Jane Gibson, and Nick Anderson. But if we're talking about that list of thirteen dudes Right, if that over-under was 13, those were some guys that if they were on that list, they would concern me. It would be like, oof, that stinks. Did we do a good job of, you think, delineating our lists there? The core gut-punch guys, the people where you're like, oh, ass, what's going on here? And then guys where you're just, oh, man, I really had hoped that they would stick around. Ethan Downs, you would put in the core group? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I would too. No, I don't think I, he's going anywhere. No, I don't either. And that's almost maybe part of how we separate these two lists. Yeah, no, I think we did a good job of uh, separating it, and hopefully we get more guys that are wanting to stick around than vice versa. And some of these names that we mentioned that would be in the I, I don't even want to say likely to depart list, but more likely transfer portal candidates. I mean, some of the names that you mentioned and talked about, 
I think could be legitimate difference makers next season at sure. Oklahoma. So hopefully, hopefully they do see that light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully they do. All right, so based on the way the Air Comfort Solutions text line went yesterday, I hope that helped answer some questions. You're, if, if you want, as a fan, as um, anyone, if you want, you could probably find a rumor or a story on just about anything. Anything you wanted. Anyone you want. I heard that Caleb Williams might not play football next year. I hear that he wants to go to the NFL draft and he wants to stay healthy, right? It's out there if you want it. I heard he might get in the portal because he wants to prove that he can play in cold weather. Anything is out there probably that you want. But for for this show, I think we're going to try to keep it grounded. And, I, again, I want to reiterate through all of this. I don't think OU is going to go out and bring in anything more than four to six guys from the portal. And what they're looking for is pretty much what about everyone's looking for. You're not going to go get a quarterback. It wouldn't surprise me to see them fill a few spots on defense, maybe bring in a veteran linebacker, right, maybe a veteran corner. You might see them go out and, you know, with – with Braden Willis moving on, that's still a really, really young tight end room. And Daniel Parker being gone, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him in the mix for a tight end, maybe even a wide receiver. I just mentioned five right there. Potentially an offensive lineman. But I don't, I just, again, I don't think they're, that's not going to be the foundation of this program. Nor should it be. TCU's not what the only team in the fourteen playoff right now that's doing it with transfers is USC. And the reason USC's in the fourteen playoff is because of one transfer specifically, and that's Caleb Williams. If Lincoln wasn't able to persuade Caleb to go with him, I don't think Jackson Dart or whomever is leading USC to the fourteen playoff right now. So that's just kind of where I stand on it. Where 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 are you guys? It's a plank show. We're on the road at Newcastle Casino, my first hang inside Newcastle Casino. We are located just outside the front row sports bar. Uh, They're getting ready to open things up and all kinds of table games, slot machines, the best reels in town. And we're late on the Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. We are on the road at Newcastle Casino. Do you know where Newcastle Casino is located, Josh? It's in Newcastle. You're welcome. And what is the exit to get over there? Uh, it's a great question. I have it on my liner card. Uh, I have to look it up here in just a second. You would think that I would have something like that memorized. But I, you know what? I was so excited this morning. I thought that there was a shortcut that I could take from dropping the girls off at school at Washington. And so I was like, I'll take the girls to school this morning. Not a shortcut. I have 44 exit 107. <laughs> so I had to circle back around. Boo! But I, I did give me 10 extra minutes of sleep. That's what matters. How about your boy Jeff Saturday last night? Good clock management. I am absolutely, utterly shocked that a guy that was doing work on ESPN as an analyst, not as a head coach, would struggle with clock management. Now, in fairness, most coaches struggle with clock management. But the Steelers win on Monday Night Football, and 
we're getting a boatload of finalists for yearly awards in college football that are dropping as we speak. So far at 9.44 a.m., not seeing any Sooners, which I guess the one we were really watching was the Ray Guy Award. Michael Turk, not one of the three finalists. So there's that. Newcastle Casino, that's where we're hanging. Let's hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Josh. Mike and Ardmore. What the heck? Why are you talking about this? Not enough OU sports to discuss? Mike, blocked. You're blocked. What kind of stupid take is that? Why are you talking about the transfer portal? Why are you talking about building the football program? What's wrong with you? Don't you? Ah! You people drive me crazy. Why would we be talking about the importance of the transfer portal? Why would we be talking about recruiting and building a program? Get out of here, Mike. You're blocked. I can't take that, Josh. With not enough other other sports to discuss. Hey, OU basketball won the tournament this weekend. You better? You feel better, Mike? Guess what? You're blocked. ESPN Events Invitational. Gosh, I hate people like that. Just absolutely hate. November Maybe. 14th, 2022 at 9.35 a.m. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. <laughs> um, sensitive much play. Oh, blocked. Blocked. You're blocked too, 405. Out. See ya. Um, this is good from the 405. This portal season will show just how bought in players truly are to BB's culture. Which, to me, is magnified in that list that we gave. Listen, there's going to be guys that enter the portal and people are going to freak out about it and there's no reason to freak out about it because they weren't playing, they weren't difference makers, you just fell in love with them because either you saw them do something in the spring game or they had a good rep that you saw somewhere or you fell in love with them in recruiting and they're just for the future of the program they're not necessarily going to be guys that are difference makers. Could they be developed? Yeah, sure, I think they could, but it's just not happening here. So that's why I, I'm i not going to get too caught up in that kind of mindset. Though the core players and the dudes that we mentioned, those would raise my eyebrows. Here's one from the 405. If they don't get four to five players out of the portal, we're in deep S. Disagree. Disagree. Um, do you feel that way about the dudes they brought in for from this year? I mean, listen, Kenai Walker, everyone seems to tell me how, how great he is. I, I never saw him step on the field this year, and he couldn't stay healthy. Jeffrey Johnson is a dude that didn't really show up to me until it was almost too late. So, yeah, I just – I don't get too caught up in the numbers coming in from the portal. There's going to be some dudes. I had, uh, I had my man Quinn text me at Dan Freaking Pants on Twitter. Dominique Levette would be a great addition. You bet he would. The wide receiver out of out of Missouri, huge potential addition. So that to me is a situation where, in my opinion. In my opinion, there's certain dudes that can make a difference that they would bring in, and that's one of them. But in the same vein, we brought in two receivers from the transfer portal this year, and L.V. Buckley Shelton and the, um, the, the the Washington kid whose name escapes J.J. Me, Hester. Out, thank you, Hester out of Missouri. That I, I, I mean, I saw Buckley Shelton 
like on the sidelines. I saw Hester in a boot, so I'm just not. I'm just not really in one of those positions where I'm going to get too carried away about all oh, these guys. Oh, they're going to be difference makers. It, it takes time, so I wouldn't panic if it's a smaller number. I think they're counting on guys. Let me let me pull up my roster here. Like speaking of, since we're on the receiver position. They're counting on guys like Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson getting better. If you're worried about the, the, the linebacker position, they're counting on guys like Kip Lewis and uh, Jaron Kanick to be difference makers. So if you're talking about DB, eh, he's in the mix. Uh, if you're talking about DBs, right, it's it's the Robert Spears Jennings of the world. And, you know, maybe someone like a Jamarian Bird. I don't know. But just I would – that's where you're going to see dudes that'll get an opportunity. Sure, you, you're you going to be fine to fill a roster. I think Russ in Atlanta is like, I don't know how we'll field a team. I know that's sarcastic, Russ. That's why you're not blocked. But it's just one of those situations where I'm not going to get too carried away with the numbers. Speaking of names, right, I thought this was good from our guy Drew England. He writes, Caden Helms is a name for me. To me, he's a huge piece to the future. It's a good one. One of uh, just a handful of tight ends that they currently have on the roster, right? Him and Jason Llewellyn. And, you know, Joe John Finley told us that Llewellyn was one of the most improved players on the roster this season. And when you we, we get so caught up in depth, but, I mean, for the most part, Oklahoma only played two tight ends all year long. Braden Willis and Daniel Park. Sure. So, I, I mean – you got a couple of guys, maybe you bring in another veteran, but I'm not going to get caught up on it being a massive number of guys that they're going to bring in from the portal, and I'm with Drew. I think Caden Helms has a chance to be a really, really solid piece of this team, Josh. And he definitely was somebody that I thought about and just didn't include because it just didn't feel likely even enough. That would be a big-time surprise, and I don't put anything into the fact that Llewellyn and Helms didn't play a bunch this year. I mean, I just – Chalk that up to you had Braden Willis, who's one of the stars on this team, that you put your best football players out there. So I expect both of those guys to take big-time leaps this offseason. Yeah, exactly. All right, um, we'll take a timeout. When we come back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, let's put a wrap on hour one. Uh, Brent Venables did have his final coaches show last night. That is about to point us towards a couple of things on the – Sooner Sports podcast page that you can get, including the show from last night. BV had some interesting things to say about the future of the program. We'll recap it next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We're hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. Happy hour starts at 3 o'clock, and they got the OTB here at Newcastle Casino, too. It's kind of a, a cool setup. There's three different buildings here, and as they've continued to expand, they've grown, and I'm pretty sure all three of these buildings connect to each other so newcastle casino i-44 exit 107 um <laughs> blake and josh what do you think is a worst case scenario for number of players we lose to the board a uh, portal don't you think this will give us a pretty good indicator of how deeply entrenched and bought in these kids are okay um here's what i would say to that texter go back and listen to the first 20 minutes of this show uh, on the air conference or excuse me, on the podcast because that's a fair question and what's what's my point in all of this don't get caught up in a number yep don't get caught up in a number get caught up in the who that's in there 
because it's probably going to be a number in the teens, like 13 to 14 guys. But, you know, our point this whole hour has pretty much been, you know, if, if you see a name like a Jaden Gibson or a Nick Anderson or Gavin Sawchuk, Isaiah Coe, Kelvin Gilliam, Savion Bird, who else? Uh, if you see one of those five or six guys, then that to me is, is okay, that's more concerning than if there's 14 or 15 guys. Now, you might say, but you didn't mention Dylan Gabriel. Those are gut punch guys, okay? When you think about the Stutzmans and the, the Frukes of the world and Bowman. guys like that, Bowman, those are dudes where you're doubled over and you just took a knee to the nerds. The knee to the what? Uh, a knee to the groin. <laughs> I, I think like I got. That. I think that's terrific. Nerds. Knee to the nerds. I think I, I got stuck between nerds. Never mind. Just a knee to the groin. So that's, that's kind of how I feel. That's kind of how I feel. So I, I'm not trying to be a, a jerk about it by any by any point, but like I really like Bryson Washington. He's a good kid, but if he goes in the transfer portal, it doesn't affect this program. Like say Caleb Williams leaving did. So that's on that's the surface. How I'm it doesn't to... feel like it would, right? Because we've not seen Correct. him contribute. Quick break. When we come back, uh, let's kick off hour two with the rest of the story. All right, that's a full hour on the portal. Full hour on the portal and our thoughts. Let's get into college football's playoffs. Top five stories today coming up from Newcastle Casino.